Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Unbelievable Podcast. mysterious series of lights seen in the night sky have some Texas City residents... Today, I want you to open your mind. The beings that I thought were aliens were interdimensional creatures that fed off of chaos. There is an operable portal between this world we and the We will have an existential shock. Science can't Looking explain this sky. particular case. Realizing that here, 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 there are twins of the Earth. Hello and welcome to the Unbelievable Podcast, episode 140. Deros, the pig-skinned, nippleless idiots from the center of the earth. Back in 1934, Richard S. Shaver started to hear strange voices. Little did he know those voices were coming from a race of disgusting, toothless, nippleless, demented, gummy-mouthed, navelless, obese, rectum-missing, heart disease-suffering, poor digestive system-having, leukemia-suffering, egg-hatching aliens from the center of the earth. Plus, we have a ghost story from an unbeliever that will leave you on the edge of your desk chair at work. So minimize those Excel spreadsheets, take a nice long lunch break, and get ready to hear our voices in your head as you learn to unlearn everything you know! Unbelievable podcast, episode 140, in studio with Phoebe Tires. I'm on the edge of my seat. And Serene Choksi. I'm sitting way back in it. Oh my God. <laughs> this episode is going to be great. Every I, I heard, I, I read about the futures of this episode, and um, it is, we're up 20% right oh, now. Woo, wow. baby. Yeah. Um, how was, doing so good. How was your week, Phoebe? Um, I had a great week, Brian. I was a human being and went to a holiday party this weekend. Wait, a holiday party, but it's it's October I right mean, now. it was a, ho- yes, a, a holiday. It's the beginning of the holiday season. It's it's a fall Are you holiday. T- yeah, but holidays usually denotes like Christmas and stuff. I don't. It was a holiday. Pa- it was a party, Brian. So why was it a holiday party? You haven't explained felt- that, Phoebe. You can't just say holiday party. Well, <laughs> you can't just say holiday party and have it be October. It feels like it's all what? So Oct- Halloween doesn't isn't a holiday. Then it's a Halloween party. But it was dope. not a Halloween party. There was no costumes. I did wear a sparkly sweater. But you can't just mm. call it a Halloween party in October. Yes, you can. No, you Look can't. Brian. Look it at causes confusion. Uh, holiday oh holiday parties are in this? December. That is absolutely okay, a oh, you fact know what? of now nature. I remember. It was called a fall party. Well, that's a big difference, Phoebe. Okay, so it was a fall party. You went to a fall party. I went in. There was. Uh, they had little leaves around, like Ooh. little um, fake leaves. So they filled their house with garbage. Well. It was nice garbage, Brian. Right, it was because it was orange and red yes, and yellow. Yes, it was pretty garbage, and there was chocolate-covered peanuts. It was great. <laughs> what the Chocolate-covered peanuts? Or what does almond. that have to do with fall? Oh, garbage. It, I know. It was good. It was a party. This party sounds terrible. I was a human being. I went inside, there was a bunch of leaves, and then there was chocolate-covered <laughs> peanuts. No, there was all <laughs> Was there somebody music? just invited you to all, um, write their oh, leaves? There was, there was video games, too. Oh. We played... Um, the one uh, where you ca- they chase the cars around. I think that's uh, being, Red a, Theft being Auto? a dog. No, no, no. It's the um, a Mario Kart. Oh. Okay, so you don't you're not chasing anything, and then that's like a race. Phoebe. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> what about you, Choxy? I love, I love that. It's hard Big to old remember. race, the Indy 500, where I'm those cars trying, are just uh, chasing are, each other. Yeah. They're on the tip of my brain. You know, mm. it's not like it's all there. You know. Right. 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 I'm doing good. Yeah. Mr. Frangie, I'm doing good. Okay. The only problem I'm really feeling is I have seen that the shadow people have moved on to the next round of the tournament. Oh, I don't yes. like that. I don't like them one minute. Why? They're frightening. Why don't you like the shadow people? I don't know if I ever told you about this, guys, <laughs> but uh, as a kid, I feel like I had an encounter with the no, shadow people. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. What, what happened? happened? You know, I used no, to have uh, small bouts of uh, 
sleepwalking and, and common occurrences of sleep paralysis as a kid. Oh, really? no. And this is stopped now? Uh, just a I still have a, a little bit of paralysis from time to time, but now that I've dealt with it so much, Good, I, I kind of know what's happening. I don't oh, freak right. out. But as a child, as you could imagine, very spooky. What happened when you were under sleep paralysis? I woke up middle of the night, and I'm in the hallway of the house. I normally don't sleep in the hallway, guys. No? I had my blanket with me. <laughs> so you like slept, walked into the hallway. Must have. Did you have yeah. a big hallway? Pretty small. Oh. <laughs> Cramped corners, guys. Okay, so okay. you're in this hallway. I wake up, all right? I'm disoriented. I'm wondering, why am I in this hallway? I'm about five years old. I got my, my softy, soft blanket with me. I open my eyes and shadowy figure, two of them. In front of me, sort of shaken. They're just sort of shaken. Shaken. Shaken and shadowy. Like, They're just looking at me. Oh They're not really God. doing too much. Like a dance? Uh, no, more of a shake. With the like, <laughs> like they had, <laughs> like the Michael J. Fox of shadow I, I didn't want to go oh there. Yeah, I saw you wanting to. Out of my eyes. I saw you thinking about it, and yeah. then we're like, should we? And should then we? we said, why not? It's a podcast. It's a podcast. So they were Michael J. Fox. They were shaking. Michael J. Fox, and all over the hallway. Oh yeah, you but, know, you know, you just gotta, you gotta get a dream catcher. Any of these things, they weren't. Uh, <laughs> you gotta get a dream catcher, and then they'll fly into that, and then worry they'll disappear. Dolls. What is that? Have you ever used a worry doll before? A worry I, doll. I've seen you them. Know, a worry I dolls? Not quite used. I highly one. recommend worry dolls. They're little dolls. Yes. Little Native Native American dolls, I yeah. guess. And you uh, give them all your worries before bed, and put them under your pillow, mm -hmm. and they worry for you. It's funny that the Native Americans have all the dream deterrent technology. Yes. Very, they yeah, do. They were very worried. They were very worried warfare. about their dreams, and they, they didn't focus enough on reality. They knew no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew that they needed to protect themselves from the their nightmares. Yeah, but their real nightmare was the white man the coming white man, across the ocean, -eyed, well, coming on a ship. And they didn't have a. They needed to create instead of a dream catcher. They needed to create like a a, a good a good navy. I know. That's probably why they're not. <laughs> but they, they failed all, on that. They're also Pretty not in the tournament bit. anymore. The, they're not the even in the people. tournament. <laughs> So here we have a new segment called, well, it doesn't have a name yet. Oh. But in this segment, we have a story from an <laughs> unbeliever. We have an unbeliever who, we, we had a call for stories I put on Twitter. I was like, if you're an unbeliever and you have any paranormal, conspiracy, unusual, monster-related story, then share it with us and we'll interview you and we'll put you on the show. And we got one. from uh, Mel from right outside Chicago shared her story of a paranormal experience that she had. I love this story. And so in this story, um, it started off when uh, Mel's grandpa was diagnosed with cancer and he fell into a coma. Oh, no. While in the coma, Mel sat with him and, he and she asked him, when you pass on, can you visit me so I know you're still with us? Her grandpa passed away the next morning and that night, Mel was lying in her bed, trying to sleep, when something happens. And here's a clip of my interview with her. And I tried to fall asleep. And all I remember is seeing bright flashing lights. Not like, you know, like a light in the tunnel, but almost like um, pictures being taken. Like, like a paparazzi kind of thing, just bright lights. And um, all of a sudden I was in this like trance in my room, laying in my bed and my grandpa was in the room with me. So I basically saw pitch darkness, but I knew I was in my room and I could hear where his voice was coming from. And it was in the like top corner of my bedroom. And I asked him to, you know, not form um, in front of me because, you know, I would be scared and he agreed. So my grandpa's presence was in my room with me. I asked him where he was and he said heaven. And I asked him how heaven is. And he said heaven is heaven, which is a really, really like obvious to me that I knew I was talking to my grandpa because he was very 
vague like that. He'd be like, oh, well. So I definitely knew it was my grandpa. Um, but the next thing that he said really confused me. Um, I had no idea what he meant. He said, um, oh my goodness. Um, I'm sorry, little girls, um, for always being in control. I'm so sorry. And initially I was like, what? <laughs> I had no idea what this meant. No idea whatsoever. I didn't add this music, by the way. This music was just playing in the background <laughs> while we were doing the interview. It yeah. was very annoying. Oh, Brian, why don't you just change it? I, I can't. You it's can't in the background it? already. <laughs> I like it. So, so Mel's grandfather visited her in the middle of the night. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't understand why um, ghosts have to be so cryptic about everything. Uh, he, yeah. But he wasn't cryptic. He, he said, was very straightforward. I would love if a ghost would just mind. be like, let me tell you, here's some pictures, or let me tell you about heaven. You know, so here, her grandpa was very straightforward. He didn't. He didn't. He had, he was a jokester, and he he would say Heaven's something like heaven. "Heaven is heaven." But I would love to hear a bigger description. I mean, you're a ghost. You're in heaven. Come on, Brian. Heaven's heaven. Tell us something. Don't just say heaven is heaven. Well, hell don't is hell. Do you understand what heaven is heaven means? No, it no? Could, she didn't even understand. <laughs> I would. I want to know what does it mean because it could mean that heaven's heaven. It's great. It's filled with you heaven. know sexy grandmas and uh, it's filled. I mean, with is that your heaven? And it's you know well you know he's a grandpa so he wants sexy he wants his wife you know and mm. it's all and it, and it's wonderful and everyone has great you know cream cheese you know and it could also heaven is heaven could I don't mean know. well I also heaven's feel like not so great it makes it's it just blah. Heaven is heaven. But this is her grandpa. This is her grandpa. So maybe, like, it, that's her grandpa. That's the way her grandpa talks. What was unusual to me is, I, you get, I, don't, I doubt her grandpa was normally visiting her at night in her bedroom. <laughs> why is this grandpa, like, why, why is ghost grandpa doing this? Like, like, why wasn't ghost grandpa just, like, you know, seeing her, like, at breakfast? Why did it have to be in the middle of the Why night? Why is it in the middle of the night? I don't I mean, that's, that's what we question. never get from ghosts. They never. Why is it all of a sudden you become a ghost now? Your 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 habits. And, <laughs> Maybe and this is well. No, you ghost grandpa. Mel's grandpa was a prankster and a jokester, and he loved playing pranks. But it is true with ghosts in general. It doesn't make any sense that as soon as you become a ghost, all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm going to start scaring people. I'm only going to come out at yeah. night, and I'm going to go woo. At the same time, I've had experiences where I felt the presence of another being. Yes. And yes. It it was like it basically asked me if it wanted to me to see it, and I said exactly what she said. Please do not show your physical oh, form. I'm glad she asked that because, like, I'm too scared to see that, and like that's how I felt before. And that was not during the nighttime. That was during broad daylight. So in you my had house. a ghost in the day. Yes, a ghost in the day and ghost in the night. Yeah. W were you alone? Yes, I was. I was alone. And um, basically, in my experience, my whole house, you know, my mom used to run like a psychic center out of my house. So we were always having weird psychic Whoa. shit going on. And like we would sometimes they would forget to like clear the house before after um, a reading. And so we would have all these leftover entities. And um, you got to remember to clear you the gotta house. You got to clear, the, gotta clear house. the house. A girl's like, I got kicked out of my own house. They, the entities were like, go away. And I left. You I drove away. Well, that's a good thing that you left. I didn't want to see them. I, but when the ghost says, do you want to see me in the physical form, can't you say, you know what, can you come back when my mom and dad are around? <laughs> you know? It seems come like... Come back, we'll all four hang out, and I'll feel a lot more comfortable with <laughs> right. this whole situation. And why are you dressed like a Confederate soldier right now? Why <laughs> yeah. don't you have just your normal clothes it on, Grandpa? Heaven. Well, I would love to know more information about the afterlife. And Grandpa Ghost did not provide it because he's a prankster to begin with, and then he becomes a ghost, which makes you double prankster. Oh, and yeah. I and I was just like, something? oh, I'm going to give these two some riddles. I hope that when I'm dead and I'm revisiting someone that I don't have an apology. It kind of, it's like, oh, no. Like, in the afterlife, we carry with us, like, an like we want to say Right, I'm so sorry. Grandpa Ghost... Oh, I'm going to have tons of apologies. I know. Just think about how sorry I was just for getting here late. I know. Exactly. You're going to come to us after, oh, like, hey, boy. guys, I'm sorry about being late. Yeah, but not both of you well, at the same time. I'll come see Brian at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be like, what the, don't, no physical form, Choxy. I mean, maybe that's a good time. Like, when we die, we just get to make the rounds and apologize to everybody. That could be why ghosts are, just because they have unfinished business. Yes. And so that's why the only ghosts that appear are ones that are apologizing. <laughs> uh. You never see a ghost that's just like, man, my life was so <laughs> great. No. I wonder, let's go get some ice cream. No. Oh, 
nope. <laughs> I'm going to go see how great my family nope. that loves me is doing. Nope. I mean, Grandpa Ghost loved them, but he had an apology to make. He had an apology. No, ghosts are always just like folding clothes for eternity or something. Okay, so Grandpa Ghost had a very cryptic message, which was that, I, I, I'm sorry, you little girls, um, that message. Mm-hmm. And so the next day, Mel goes to her aunt. Oh, boy. And she says, Grandpa visited me last night. And the aunt bursts into tears, and oh. she says, what did he say? And she tells her that he said, I'm sorry, little girls, for always being in control. And the aunt says, before he passed, we were walking down the hall, and he said, you know, you'll always be my little girl. That was right before he passed. Uh, yeah. Confirming. Boy, oh boy. So it was like, can, <laughs> it's like Mel's not just imagining this. He didn't know that he said that before he passed. So this really was to mm-hmm. her, Grandpa Ghost, mm-hmm. coming to visit. And he said something to pass along mm-hmm. to the aunt, to the mother, to his wife. That is a very common occurrence, actually, with ghosts and with entities and guides. Well, sometimes they will actually appear to someone where their message is actually for somebody else. Right. They just know that that person will pass along this message. And I asked Mel this. I was like, why you? Why yeah. did Grandpa yeah. Ghost go to you and not directly to the aunt who would understand? And she said, well, first of all, I asked him to visit me. True. Mm-hmm. In a coma. Second of all, I feel like I'm just more open to this sort of thing. I've always That's been open what, to these yeah. spirits. And so when I was a kid, she said when I was a kid, I, I had encounters like this often. And uh, I think he was just able to visit me. But that's not all he did. Oh, what more? So a couple of months later, Grandpa Ghost makes another appearance. And here is another clip (laughs) from my interview with Mel. A couple months later, you know, life continues on. Um, My aunt, uh, who lives at home, by the way, has a dog. Um, comes downstairs and, um, you know, is going to grab her purse and looks down and the zipper's open and there's a wrapper of a specific candy he would eat on top. And come to find out, he, you know, being the jokester he always is, would uh, crumple up a candy wrapper and toss it in her purse, you know, just to piss her off. And um, I don't know if she was necessarily thinking about him a lot the day before or whatever, but... She doesn't eat that type of candy. I think it was like a Reese's, um, you know, like the buttercup wrapper, the brown one. She found that crumpled up on top of her purse. And she's like, I don't even eat these. So there is like no possible way that it could have just been perfectly placed on top of her things. It's not like she was digging around in there and found it. It was right on top. And there's no one else that lives there. There's no one else that lives there. And um, she doesn't even have the candy in her house. Right. Like, so. It was one of those things where, um, you know, him being the prankster and the jokester, we think that he was, you know, messing with her. Once again, this music yeah, why just is playing. It, I was gonna say the music. All, all, I don't know why. It just, it's like a jewelry box. It was like I think there was like an ice cream open. truck driving yeah, by and just definitely. circling the, actually, the creepiest ice cream uh, yeah, truck. It's yeah, it's more like a, oh. like a like a little dancing jewelry box. She must have left it open. No, it was an ice cream truck, Phoebe. That's a scary ice cream truck. Well, the thing right? about the ice cream truck is that they only circle my block and they do it for about twenty hours straight. And anytime a kid tries to get ice cream, he disappears. Oh man! So I don't know. Men in black. So, uh, so Grandpa Ghost, the prankster, what a prankster, leaves an empty Reese's Pieces wrapper on top of her bag. I don't like that candy either. She didn't even eat Reese's. No. She didn't have any in her house. Where did that wrapper come from? <laughs> it can only be a jokester or a prankster. <laughs> Why is Grandpa oh, Ghost form? I don't like this joke. I know this is it's not a, a terrible nice joke. Thing. Really, it's not really a good joke. It's, it's not, not nice. really. There's not much of a payoff. No, it's <laughs> not. You know what I mean? Not I'm a lot do. of surprise and misdirection. I'm gonna leave some candy wrappers. I know. On top of her bag. When she sees that, she's gonna laugh. She's and gonna laugh. remember how much I loved her because I used to do this to annoy her. I think Grandpa Ghosts. I think all ghosts are just limited in what they can accomplish. I don't think they have the best comedic sensibilities. Ghosts. That's their problem. I just want to <laughs> know, like, did that candy wrapper like dematerialize? I mean, like, where did it? Where did the candy go? Where did it come? from here's, like, here's can, my theory on the candy wrapper okay i think grandpa ghost w- found a reese's pieces in the house yeah and uh, not a reese's pieces a reese's peanut butter cup in the house and it was on the floor or something so he dematerialized the reese's what? so the dog wouldn't eat chocolate and die no brian what, what i dog? think grandpa she said in the beginning there was a dog that the, her aunt had a dog okay so there's a dog this is this says more about Grandpa Ghost in real life. And Grand, she said in real life, Grandpa would put empty candy wrappers <laughs> in, in the aunt's bag as a joke. 
That's just me. I don't know if that's a I'm joke. I'm going to put garbage in your bag. That's just him being lazy wrappers. about throwing away She's stuff. Just putting gar- he's putting garbage in people's bags. It's like, what is that bag? Your friend's fall party? <laughs> you can't just put garbage in something and call it a party. <laughs> I know. Oh. oh, man. What a callback Or it's there. just like leaving <laughs> just leaving. Oh, I left a, a can in your house. I love it's Grandpa Ghost. I love Grandpa Ghost. I, I hope that he keeps... I want him to be... I want Grandpa Ghost to keep making jokes all the, for the for the rest of time because it's just it's it's nice to have a joke that a ghost that's a prankster it's a loving gesture it's a loving gesture but it is interesting where did the candy wrapper come from she said she didn't have any in the house at all i remember well this is uh, i remember when i was a kid and i a friend of mine died in high school and uh, he always ate doritos he always ate doritos oh, and my friend and i were sitting at the beach really sad and this guy had just died and a uh, a bag of Doritos like flew right by our feet, like just flew past us like oh along the beach. Oh my God. And Whoa. I remember us just being like, hey, Jake. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what like, you said. We, we knew. And then people around you were like, what the? F- why are you talking to a no. flying garbage bag? <laughs> you know what, though? Like, there's times where things like that, may- maybe they don't mean anything. But if you have a sensation in your heart and your soul and yeah. it connects you to that yeah. random, it's possible that she dug her hands in that bag and that candy wrapper came out and didn't realize it was attached to her, her sweater. I mean, there's a like number it was like a, it was like a spore, reasons. like a plant spore where this this candy wrapper could have come from yeah but no one can take away from her no. that it felt like her husband or her father i mean mm-hmm. was was there and like no one can take take away that like that bag of doritos meant something to us in that moment whether or not it was them like that's not as important right how did your friend die jake oh it's not a great story not a great story all right ooh not not cool ranch <laughs> Okay, here we go. <laughs> so that wasn't the last he time. Committed suicide. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you Phoebe! Have to take way it to bring <laughs> that down. <laughs> take it he out. He committed suicide. Take it out. You should take it out. But I wanted to tell you. I mean, I'm not taking that out. You have to. I can. It's too late. It's already in. But People on Periscope already. Ah, my Periscope just died. <laughs> Good. Take it out. I'm not taking you, it out. You were going you, into the third part of the story, I think. Right. Okay. Okay. But this wasn't the last time that Mel was visited by a ghost. A third visit? A third visit. And Holy here is smokes. this story. And um, and this one, I did add the music, okay? And all of a sudden, we hear thump. We look at each other. And then we hear thump, 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 upstairs. And we look at each other. And I'm like, is someone here? And... Like the hair on both of our, the back of our necks were standing up by this point. It sounded like a 250 pound big dude was walking across. And so we look at each other and we're like, what the hell do we do? And I'm like, do we, do we get the dogs and do we run? I'm like, what, what happens in this situation? Do we call the cops? So uh, at that point, um, we heard more thumps coming downstairs. So at that point, we were like, nope, we're booking it. So we ran outside, called the cops. Um, they came, searched the house, said nothing. And uh, one of the cops looked at me. He looks at me and says, is it possible your house is haunted? And that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, well, my grandpa's birthday is this week. And, you know, he was always a prankster. So, you know, the cops go, we go back inside. And my mom and I decided that's actually, it was my grandpa walking across the floor um, going to give us, you know, the creeps because that's what he did. Grandpa Ghost playing another prank. Yes, yeah, just scaring the shit out of everybody. That Calling thumping prank, that thumping prank is a common ghost prank. Yes. Ghosts do that prank all the time. Yes. I mean, in, in movies and in real life, I always see In video- real life and then in movies, Brian. Right. I always see videos of, of ghosts online doing the thumping prank. Mm-hmm. So Grandpa Ghost must have uh, picked up some new tricks we um, called the cops once when we were kids oh my god phoebe's got a story related For to everything, everything that I happened guess, to mel because in our basement uh our basement on ba- on the island i grew up had uh, we just heard noises down there constantly and it was sounded like someone was there so much that one night my mom actually got claire and i out of the house we got into the car she called 911 
This was before cell phones. And then got into the car and we waited uh, outside of our driveway for the cops to come and check our house. The noises were so bad. It happened quite often. And did often. they find anything? Nope. And that's exactly what happened to Mel. Same fucking shit. These are, if, you, if you're scared enough to call the cops, that means it's something. Yeah, when your mother is like, we need to get out of the house. Right. So thank you to Mel for sharing her story. Um, um, Unbeliever Mel from outside Chicago. Thank you very Thank you much. Thank you so much, if Mel. You this have is a, great. If you have a story that you want to share with the Unbelievable Podcast, whether it be paranormal, monster, conspiracy theory related, anything that you might think is interesting and mm-hmm. weird and strange, then message us either anything. on Facebook, on Tumblr, on Twitter, and we will interview you and put you in our new segment, which is yet unnamed. Ooh. Maybe it's just the Unbeliever. The, the Unbeliever? You said it's an unbeliever story. That's stupid. Wait, You're stupid. What do you mean, Your Brian? ideas are stupid. I mean, it won't probably be that, but it's just throwing it out there. Yeah. Spitballing. <laughs> hey there, unbelievers. This is... Why? What? Was that weird that I said, <laughs> hey, hey there? there. You, said, you like, oh. changed the Hey there, everybody. Yeah. This is Brian, the, the crotch frangy. Wait, what? On WK789. Brian's face looks a little bit like a girl's crotch. Look, the reason we're taking a little break here from your regularly scheduled programming so I can let you know that Illuminati Incorporated, my cartoon web series, episode three, came out last week, and it got... First place for the third month in a row in New York's Channel 101 screening. So, Such a big deal, woo, Please go online and watch Illuminati Incorporated Episode 3. You can go to YouTube.com slash Unbelievable Podcast, and you can find all three Illuminati Incorporated episodes there. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you can... It's so funny. It's funny. And if you can, give it a thumbs up. For whatever reason this week, I got 10 thumbs downs. Oh, that's good, what? Brian. I got ten thumbs down. You this want month. people to react, I, but I want I want more thumbs up <laughs> than downs. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes they're just doing that. Right. Well, I think because I called it, I, I called the episode Illuminati meeting, and I think people thought like, oh, this is going to be a legitimate Illuminati meeting. I think film. that means that they liked it. They liked it. Richard, some time ago, I spoke to somebody on the party line on this program. And they told us that there are three elevators, one someplace in Midtown Manhattan, another one in Providence, Rhode Island, and one in Chicago, Illinois. They told us that these elevators are automatic elevators located in apartment house buildings. The tenants of these buildings are not aware of the unusual uh, ability of one of the elevators. Now, let me try to describe it to you, sir. I understand. Well, you do know. Well, I'd like to just tell our listeners who may have joined us for the first time. We are told that when you go into the lobby of these buildings, that you press the button, and when uh, when the car arrives on the lobby floor, if you go into the car alone, and you press the B button, which is for basement. The car goes down to the basement, and the both doors open up, and you will find the furniture, washing machines, or whatever equipment may be in that basement. If you press the B button two additional times, both doors close, and the elevator continues to go down into a shaft. In one community, and I think it's in the city of Chicago, the elevator, the car itself, goes over to the left of the shaft to a, uh, a different shaft and continues down into the cavern where the Darrows are. Is this true, sir? I would say it was. You would say it was. That's right. Uh, well, when you make that statement, sir, you're not quite sure, though. Well, I wouldn't be exactly sure of, of the exact... Uh, details, but I know that, that such is the case. I see. Uh, would this be dangerous for anybody? Uh, you would come back up. I beg pardon? You would not come back up. The people would not come back up? That's right. Why is that, sir? Secrecy. Secrecy. I see. 
Okay. Uh, have you ever been in the cab? Yes. How is it that you're back up there? That's an accident. That's an accident. That clip was from 1949. Mm -hmm. That is an old radio clip. Long John Nebel. If you are a fan of Coast to Coast AM and you're a fan of Art Bell, this is way before them. He is the originator of Midnight Radio in terms of the paranormal Long John Nebel. And he was interviewing a man named Richard Shaver who talked about... Now, this is interesting. So if you... There are elevators. There are three elevators. Mm -hmm. One in Chicago, one in Washington, and one in Midtown Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Where if you go down to the basement and then you press the basement button two more times, it goes down to the left and then down (laughs) further to the world of the Daros. Those gummy mouth, autistic... Under-earth I mean, creatures that have now lost in the, the tournament Taros of aliens. The and the Darrows. We never talked about the Darrows. We're gonna we get know in. about the Taros. We're going to get into that today, baby. Oh, yeah, well, I baby. like this just pushing the B button. That's too all you have to do. <laughs> if you want to get into the yes. secret world of these aliens, think about this. the B button twice? In the 40s? Oh, come on. We're laughing at it now. But in the 40s, that's a pretty cool technology. <laughs> I wonder how many people accidentally Sideways pressed... elevators? How many people accidentally pressed the B button? Twice. Like, Where's this elevator going? Oh no! <laughs> Down to the right. Ah, That's not where I belong. Oh no! Well, then they never came back up. They never come back I up. I gotta go to a soda fountain shop. <laughs> I think it's unbelievable. Ah, the secrecy. B. Tw- I mean, that is way too easy. I mean, all right. So here's the story. We're That's gonna scary. We're gonna get into it right now. And uh, this is this is the story of Richard S. Shaver. Richard Shaver. He's some guy. He's working in a factory in 1932. <laughs> As he, you do in 1932. In 1932, you, you're you have, factory. You're either in a factory, you're on the farm, or you're, uh, or you're Clark a Gable. Yeah. Or you're a woman. That was a better punchline. <laughs> you're either in the factory, you're in the farm, or you're a woman, which means you're in the kitchen having a baby because yeah. it's 1932. Or you're a yes. Or you're a whore. Wow, you're Phoebe whore. selling out her own uh, gender. What do you mean? The two things you can be. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, so he's in this factory. He's working on the factory line. You see, can everyone see the miming I'm doing? <laughs> they love it on Periscope. He was in a line of people welding when he started to hear voices. Uh-oh. They said things like, hey, Joe Raditz, bring that dolly over here. No one around him was talking. So what was he hearing? And he didn't know any Joe Raditz. No. Suddenly, he started to hear all sorts of voices and determined that either sound was traveling due to acoustics in the factory mm-hmm. or... His welding gun was acting like a telephone receiver and projecting voices. Uh, hmm. <laughs> okay. So the next day, he <laughs> decided, I'm going to get a new welding gun because this one is projecting voices. Good yes. idea. I don't want to talk to this one anymore. <laughs> and so he has, he has many writings, okay? And I'm going to s- describe uh, in what, what happened as he wrote in one of his books. And since it's the 1930s, I'm going to play some old-timey music to backdrop oh, this. Oh, so this is your music. This is, I'm adding this music uh, as I read a <laughs> quote from his book um, from when he handed in his, uh, his welder. <laughs> a new spot welder didn't do any good. The next day I heard the voices again. There was only one thing to do. I stuffed my ears with cotton, and I still heard them. Now I began to get a little scared. I wasn't hearing these voices. I was thinking them. I could hear everyone's secret thoughts. I heard, right, if this guy's right, I'll eat his shirt. You're the boss, we'll do it your way, and nuts to you. For a foreman, you're the stupidest. I heard other things that were more convincing proof that I was hearing thoughts, things that made me blush when I heard them, and I don't blush easy. That's from his book. Oh, you want to read it? What kind of stuff does he blush for, I wonder? I wonder what... So he was hearing ah, all these voices. I saw stockings. He heard a lot. He heard a lot of, uh, old, he heard a lot of old-timey slang and stuff. <laughs> Nuts to you. Oh, man. He's, he tried everything. He stuffed his ears with cotton. That's kind of strange. I he, mean, he's trying to block out the voices. I don't think that it, it's... To assume that your welding gun is acting like a receiver yes. is insane. Yes. Okay. Um, and then to stuff your ears with cotton is also insane. Well, why? I mean, he's hearing voices that he doesn't think are his thoughts. Is that what people in the 30s did? To, to, not, to not hear... The, all they had was cotton? 
to stuff in their ears? I mean, what else would you do? I don't know. In the 1930s, there must have been something better than what? just limited t- supplies. You take cotton and you stuff it in your ear. I don't. What else, Brian? What would you put in your ear? Yeah, what else, Brian? I don't know. Maybe like a Beats by Dre. What? Beats by Dre. You put those headphones on. You can't oh, hear anything. Oh man, come on! Haven't you ever heard her voices in your head? Voices that seemed like they were coming from the outside, but they're actually coming from inside your head. Well, we don't know where they're coming from. I have. You have? Uh-huh. Another fucking <laughs> relatable Phoebe story. <laughs> yeah. I re- I've, I've definitely heard a couple of times. One time uh, when I came home, and this was like maybe in college, I came home and um, I was hearing the voices of the party I was just at. Oh, yeah? Was it a fall party? No, it was a yeah. It was a sort of midwinter party. Oh, my but it God. Was, yeah, it what was is, a midwinter party. What are you, a Wiccan? Why are you no, going to all these? How fest- dare you? You're going to all you these spiritual these seasonal parties. Where no, they're seasonal parties. Leaves and peanuts, baby. You're missing the point. This was like an all scarves party. Everyone wore scarves. Everyone all wore scarves. No, come on now. The most important part was that I was hearing the voices of the party. I want to hear more about these scarves. Was it a welding gun voices party? <laughs> I didn't have any guns. I think I might have been stoned. I once oh. had a super soaker that but talked to me. But you can hear voices and you want them to stop. And you know what I well, did? Sure. I stuck some cotton in my ears. No way. No way. You, what was no it way. your scarf you stuck in I your ear? I stuck my scarves in my ears. It was ears. made of 100% cotton. <laughs> so the next day, so he, gets a, he got a new welder and he was still hearing all these voices. And then the next day, he starts hearing new voices Uh-oh. of what sounds like someone being tortured. Oh, no. And here's a new quote from his book. Put him on the rack, said a voice. Something was wrong with that voice, or a thought, or whatever it was. Put them on the rack. You don't put people on a rack in an auto plant. Tools, yes. There were a lot of other things. But a rack? What sort of rack? It'll put them a, what, what kind of rack are you talking about here? It'll pull apart an hour, the voice went on, with a note of horrible satisfaction in it. Nice and slow, so he suffers plenty. Put the Ben Ray on him, so he won't die too quick. I couldn't take it anymore. I managed to slow to a rapid walk, but I kept on going until I got to Clocky's cage. Punch in my time, Clocky, I gasped. I'm quitting. I've had enough of welding. (laughs) Sorry to see you go, Dick. He looked at me queerly. Say, you ain't sick, are you? No, no, I said hastily. I'm okay. Just decided I don't like welding anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that goes. (laughs) Clocky? So just to be clear, the the clocky is your time in, time out guy. The clocky is your time in, time out guy. I hope his name is Clocky. (laughs) (laughs) He he was born Clocky Clocky. McStevens, and he just happened to get a clocky job. That's the way things worked back then. That's how things worked. It's like if you name name your daughter Mercedes, she's going to become a stripper. If you name your son <laughs> Clocky, he is going to be a Clocky. Yeah, Mercedes. That makes sense, Brian. Those That's are the why same. I'm going to name my son Super Bowl Gold. Why? So he becomes a golden medal? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I, I, I love his excuses. He's just like, he, he's working in a factory in 1932. This is right after the Great Depression. And the voices hurt him so badly mm-hmm. that he decided to stand up and walk out of the factory, yeah. never to come again. Because somehow the factory was in relationship. And if you think that uh, Richard Shaver is lying about any of this, just take note of this story, how bad of a liar he is. Yes. Clocky's like, hey, are you sick or something? He's like, no, I, I, I just don't like welding anymore. <laughs> I'm going to leave forever. He even says, like, I'm just going to go take a vacation for a while because this welding is really bothering me. But it's me. so interesting. So it goes from just regular kind of conversation that he doesn't really want to be hearing, like, hey, can you push this, move mm-hmm. these books here? And then suddenly becomes... Torture. He like, starts hearing Let's torture. Let's put him on the rack. Let's stretch him out. Don't let him yeah. die. Like, What's that? I, I mean, I don't know. It gets darker. Either he's just got a sick, twisted brain or he's really starting to hear some deep down dark shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta this get is like cotton in those ears. Gotta get cotton in your ears. Well, he, the cotton didn't even work. No, because no, it's, it did he's not. experiencing sort of telepathic communication to an underground lair. So he kept listening to the voices and he learned that they were, and I quote, telepathic messages coming uh, from an underground dwelling. Oh, man. Wow, Phoebe really... Uh, <laughs> Really predicted that really one. I really knew it was coming next. I didn't know. I didn't know. So there were telepathic messages coming from an underground dwelling, people known <laughs> as the Deros. Oh, no. Deros is short for detrimental robot. Mm-hmm. How Makes about sense. that? What? <laughs> What's this? Yeah, that's right, Joxy. Detrimental robot. So from listening, he learned that the Deros were evil and incredibly stupid. He says in his book, 
that the Deros are stupid, I think, five times per paragraph. He oh, can't really? Help. He goes, like, they're so stupid. And then I went to get a sandwich, and those stupid Deros were talking to me. Oh, man. Why are they so stupid? The, the Deros are the underground, pig-skinned, gum-mouthed, uh, no-navel people from underneath the earth. Okay? Now, he's walking around, and they started to say... He knows too much. We must kill him. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. So he Now the voices this. are directed towards him. Oh, no. All of a sudden, he, he thinks he's just hearing about someone else get tortured, but when it happens to you, you know. And there's then no escape. There's no escape. He, no he's escape. already quit welding. Yes. He's quit welding. He's like, what, what do you want from me? I handed in my welder. That didn't work. I put cotton in my ears. That, that didn't, didn't work. work. He talked I, to Clocky. I talked to Clocky. What <laughs> else do you need from me, you goddamn stupid aliens? So, <laughs> now, uh, back to the interview that he had with Long John Nebel. Here he is um, describing the Daros and how their day-to-day lives are in a, lo- a little bit. Uh, I was very concerned about one, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, whether there are any caverns located under the city of New York. As far as I know, there are. Wherever, wherever the rock is old and solid, yes. you'll find them. Well, we have some very solid granite uh, rock under the uh, island of Manhattan that has made it possible for these uh, huge buildings to uh, be built. And, I should uh, say that we're about 200 watts rays listening to you right now. I beg pardon? I should say that we're about 200 watts rays listening to you right now. Yes. Oh, you mean the ones that are right in this area? That's right. Uh-huh. Well, uh, do you do they ever, uh, uh, to your knowledge, come through under a place like Grand Central Station, for example, in these very deep uh, underground passageways? Yes, they have connections with the surface. Uh-huh. Uh But uh, they're very secret. It's just a very secret group, very exclusive group. Yes. Uh, do you know whether they ever come down, come out into the uh, subway tunnels of the city? I think so. You do. Uh. Has that happened recently, do you know? <laughs> All the time. All the time. They have to have a source of supply. I don't buy food. I don't follow you on that. They must buy food. Oh, you mean they come up into the city to buy food? That's right. What's so funny, Choxy? <laughs> just the way the guy would talk. I, I, yeah. forget, I forget the line that made me laugh. What yeah. was all it? the time. Yeah, yeah he, all the time. He just kind of says it like... <laughs> Man, I think so. I mean, <laughs> they do. They come up all the time. We're idiots for not realizing that. Well, the Daros apparently are coming up from their underground caves and they're buying food. They have to buy food. They go to like Quiznos and I Chipotle mean, and they go in there and they're like, I'm going to take. Uh, and they're like, why don't you have any teeth? <laughs> Navel? Where is. Why do you have. They also have long, weird uh, penis like yeah. noses. I, th- that's what yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. There's no they way. Because my welding gun was talking a lot before you showed up. What's up I with mean, that, too? It would make sense if they were coming up to steal food, but like they're no, they, coming he up. He said specifically said buy. they buy. They have money. That doesn't make any sense. And they come up and they, and they go. They. They go to uh, John Soda Fountain. Yep. And they, they sit down and they purchase a nice. Uh, what, what do they have in the what, 30s? In the 30s, like a root maybe? beer float and yeah. a hamburger. And then they go back down and they hit the basement button twice. <laughs> and they go back down and they, and they, they watch a nice episode of, um, of the Marilee Tyler Moore show. Well, they can't do that. They can't do any of that. I, I, the, my 30s pop culture references bad. are very Mine low. Mine are bad, too. I mean, what happened in the 30s? It was the piano, piano. They played the, they, piano. The piano, right. There was <laughs> the, the, the piano. piano. What else? What else? 30s I mean, stuff. Like, we had like pianos. Uh, drinking. Oh, I think... Uh, it was between the uh, Depression and World War II. Jumping rope was invented. There was yes. jumping rope. They were penicillin. Candy. They loved yeah. penicillin. <laughs> back loved then. it. Um, so I, I just love the idea of these Daros coming up from underground and buying I mean, food. That's the part that I'm like, ah. Eh. But everything else, like these underground layers, now these really make sense. I mean, Rocky Manhattan. Right. So they're in Manhattan, uh, Cap- they come out in the subway. Yeah. The Daros, they come out in the subway all the time. All the time. I mean, we asked for that. There's probably all those down there right now. Oh, of course. You just go. I mean, you see a lot of hipsters on the L train. Maybe some of them are actually pig-skinned retards <laughs> with <laughs> long, like elephant-like it. noses. Um, okay, so these detrimental robots. So now he doesn't go into how any of the next part of the story happens, but um, he starts. He's hearing all these voices, and then he says, "I'm not going to go into the detail on how this next part happens, but." The Daros killed my brother. That's the first thing they said. <laughs> Murdered my brother. They did that. And then they later brainwashed me to commit a crime that he says is too sordid to describe. 
and then he went to prison. So the Daros killed his brother. They imprisoned him. When in prison, he says that they kept shooting rays into his brain that kept him in terrible pain. Oh, my gosh. Wait, now, he was in a Daros prison or a human prison? A, a hu- human A regular prison. old prison, it okay. seems like. It seems like a regular old prison, and then they were just, from, from underground, they were just shooting pain rays into him the whole time, and they loved it. Pain well, rays. They just loved shooting pain rays mm. into him. So on top of killing his brother and imprisoning him, they also would shoot uh, pain waves into his into his face and body. Terrible. Oh, but they won't boy. tell us why he got into prison. Maybe it was just so it's bad. It's too sordid. Maybe he got he hit sa- in the he face. He says he committed a crime, mm. but that he was brainwashed yeah, into so committing that know, crime. So. And then it's too sordid. So I'm going to assume it was uh, rape related. Whoa, Too Ryan. sorted, too sorted. That's it's good, that's it's good too point. It's too sorted, he won't say it. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I mean, jeez, Brian. Maybe he deserved well, these I pain don't... things. I know, that's what I'm thinking. He also won't say that. He also won't say how they killed his brother. Or what's happened to Clocky. And Clocky, we don't <laughs> even know what's happened to Clocky. He killed his brother. So he's in the prison. He's bombarded by pain rays from the underground autistic Deros, who he described as stupid. When suddenly, the pain stops. <gasps> that night... He's visited by a hot, sexy alien in a dream. He says, Here we go. That we got a hot, sexy alien. Here you can't we have go. a story without a hot, sexy no alien. No way, man. He says uh, he could see her bra. What? Yeah, that's right. He could see the alien's bra. Oh, come on. Aliens don't wear bras. Now, this alien wears a bra, bra. And he, the bra has a little green bow on it. And this alien... Was she wearing nothing else? He says she was wearing a bra. He says she was scantily clad. Now, for the 30s... Do you like my lacy green bra with a bow on it? I I can't even find that. No, it's hard to find. But he he says she was scantily clad. And in the 30s, that's like, you know, a a, a one piece. She was a whore. That was like a jumper. (laughs) But she's just wearing a bra. No, she's wearing just a bra. She's a bra, no bottoms. Just pussy out. No, come on. <laughs> Flapping in the wind. No, she's got to be wearing matching green undies with a little bow he on it. He never mentioned that. He, all he talked, he was fixated on the bra. He's like, that bra with the green bow licking my lips. Oh, wait, so it's a green bro. Uh, I mean, never mind. Okay. <laughs> There's a green bow on the, green. on the bra. That is hard to say. <laughs> and, she, and she was blind. Huh. So yeah, she couldn't see anything. Oh, this is perfect. What that a fantasy. That's how she, he's like, let me take your hand here. No What's this? Be, oh, it's nothing. And she just jerks him off, doesn't realize it. Baby, none of that happened. Why do you got to add it, that? It happened. This is, that's too sordid. He, she's blind, so now she can't see how ugly Richard S. Shaver was, maybe. And that's maybe why he, he likes it so much. Yeah, well, he's, is he ugly? I don't think he is. He's, well, he's a welder. He's pretty we all handsome. know how they normally look. But in the 30s, <laughs> a welder is like, that's a muscular, <laughs> gigantic man. Mm. So she was blind. Then she says, I'm going to help you escape. He wakes up from his dream, and he sees the little green bow on his pillow in reality. What? So she, she ruined her bra. Her she ripped her bra. <laughs> She ruined her bra to prove to him that she was real. This she what gave a him fantasy. Little, I know. Here. She's like, oh yeah, here's my bow. Oh my god, I'm real. I'm a real blind alien. I bet he humped that fucking. He he probably put it in his butt. You think he put it in his butt, Phoebe? Yes. You think he's like, I'm gonna put this bow in my butt? Right yes. Just, he's just in jail. He wakes he's up. He jail. sees the bow. He looks at it. And it right, <laughs> whoop, right in his butt. <laughs> that like just like that. Oh my god. Okay, so he puts the bow in his butt. The next night, the guard comes and opens the cell door. <gasps> the guard's hypnotized. Whoa. And then the hot, sexy alien appears, and they escape the prison and go deep underground. And here's what happened next in Shaver's own words. Cue the music. Here we go. A no longer drooping, flowered mouth sought mine like a starved animal scenting meat. Dick, my poor love, you are safe with me at last, it has seemed so long, cried her voice that was music to me, who had starved for the tender tone of a woman's voice for so many years. My arms went about her slender child's form. Oh. I leaned my face to those questing lips and learned more about love in two seconds than all the past of my life had taught me. The little witch had left the augment to beam on, and only those who have loved under those ancient impulse augmenters can understand the depth of love. What? Yeah, that's right. So what? they have a special exactly. augmenter beam. 
a can, childlike form. I eh? am not okay with so this I'm, little bow is changed as <laughs> now this little bow makes way more sense. It's a training fucking bra. <laughs> I, I'm changing. I'm changing. The two sorted crime is is I think molest child oh molestation. Oh my god, he's a child molester. He says I touched her child form. I mean, that's what he's saying. He loves. He met like this oh, is his man. alien dream girl, and she's like a little kid. It's a little kid who rescues him from prison and takes oh, her to his, her little like hideout. And all of a sudden, his, his the 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 words he uses to describe this encounter: is drooping mouth, drooping flowered mouth, sought mine like a starved animal scenting. Meat. Well, if she's a tarot, this then she must have like a droopy a mouth. A weird droopy mouth. But that's disgusting. No, it Scenting is. Scenting meat. And this is the 30s. Like, that's provocative for 2015. I know. It's disgusting. Okay. So her name was Nydia. And right. she was part of the Taros. Oh. The Taros, a race of benevolent underground beings that fought the evil Deros. Oh. So he married Nydia, and he spent a week down in the caves fucking. What? That's right. For a week, they he fucked. He married her? They have special machines that help you fuck real good. Oh, oh, my gosh. And here is, in his own words... I hate when aliens marry. Yeah, well, he married he married Nydia. The, the, so that he could have sex The droopy-mouthed, childlike alien who is blind, by the way. And here's, in his own words, what happened in that, in that week. For one week, I experienced all the pleasures of God's nuptials. Tremendous stimulation generators poured super-powered pleasure impulses through every nerve of my body at their full capacity. If a man could die of pleasure, I am sure that I would have died then. So, you know, he goes into graphic detail about Fuck Week what 1934. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Fuck Week. Fucks that blind kid silly oh for a full week in the un- underground. No. Oh, yeah. And then he takes the green bow out of his butt and, she's like, and he's like, smell it. Oh, oh man. From the greatest generation, oh, ladies man. and gentlemen. And this was, this This is in the middle of a book about, about aliens. Yes. Underground. Like, people Torturing are, people are like, I'm, I'm interested about UFOs. And then it's, Chapters of Fuck Week 1934. <laughs> chapters of him fucking the brains out of a droopy mouth child. Oh, <laughs> oh my I god! I mean, it's just—it's oh insane. No. It's insane. This poor girl. She doesn't know what's going on. She's blind. So after Fuck Week 1934, she said that he has to learn how to use their weapons and fight the retards. The retards being the she Deros. Had a plan. She had a plan. It's interesting that the the Deros are the dumb ones, and the ter- like Deros. It sounds like a Carlos bit. Yeah, <laughs> the Deros. She turned on. Whatever, the Taros are the dumb ones. She's fucking this loser. The Taros are blind. She's oh, he's a loser. He's a loser. He's a welder. He's you know. She turned on a mechanism and showed Shaver the world of the Deros, and here he is, um, in his own words, um, saying what he saw. In the old uh, Deros camp. That was a hell, a real hell I looked upon. Men hung swinging from hooks, boiled in fluids, writhed in racks, thirsted in the stocks, say on spikes, tugging to get off, lay under hammers that crushed them in inch by slow inch, or slid inexorably into machines that sliced them gradually with the thinness of a microphone. Nydia explained the horror, and I got at last the full significance of the ancient legend of hell. You see, they will not allow their victims to die but keep them alive through every torment by beneficial rays. When a man is nearly dead, they place him on one of the vitalizer machines for a day or two, and he is healed up completely. Then they start him through the thing again. Do you see those shriveled bundles at the side? This is how the victims look when they finally do die. All right. Oh my God, that is hell. So that is hell. Hell. That's where underground he- hell isn't something that happens after nope. you die. It's, it's it's a place you get to by hitting that B button. You hit twice. the B button <laughs> twice, and then they go and they torture you. And every time you're about to die, they shoot you with a ray beam, and then you spring back to life, and they torture you again. And that's the voices he was hearing in the welding yes. plant. Yes. Oh my God! It's all coming together. It's all coming together. So she, Nydia, had a had a, a plan all along. Right. So the next thing that happened is he, Nydia took him to a library where he was to learn how to fight the retards from underground. <laughs> in this library, you sit in a special chair, and they use these special rocks. And when you sit in the chair, you, all, you pass out, and you become somebody in the past. He lived eight years in the caves, 
living various lives, okay? Like, in one, in one instance, he became one of the first Atlan colonists on the Earth. Wow. Named by them Lemuria. He became one of the Lemuriums. Oh. 12,000 years ago, these Atlans fled Earth because our sun started causing the disease of old age with his rays. He lived a century as a man named Dooley and became an elder of the Council of Barto on planet Mew. I just had opportunity. What an opportunity to just go back in time and, and be all these experience aliens. Experience a full yeah. life, a yeah. full one hundred years. Yeah. Every day, nine to five welder. Right. He had a wife there. He had kids, and then he died. And then when he died, he woke up in the library having experience. Well, why don't the tarot's just go back in time all the time? They're not going escape. back in time. They're well to escape, but you, you're, that actually isn't happening to you. You're just experiencing a full lifetime in someone else's. Shoes. You actually believe you're this person, uh, yeah. And then you die, and you appear on this chair again. Uh, isn't that awesome? Yes. I think that's one of the coolest things to come out of this story. It's just a rock, and there you go. The rock is where they keep all the information. But you sit in a <laughs> chair, you're strapped in, and then you can live a life from someone in the past or deep ancient past and that's how you learn things so this guy lived a full lifetime and he just kept reading different rocks and he kept being different people until he knew more than even nydia knew whoa well, i mean she's blind and well she's blind but she's, not when she goes back and, and she's eight years old life so he lived in the caves for eight years he lived a bunch of lives and he fought the pigskin retards eventually nydia and her entire clan were killed. Wow, yeah, he yeah. really did a good job now, didn't he? They were killed by the Deros, mm -hmm. and Richard managed to escape because of his advanced knowledge. What an asshole. So everyone died, including the little kid that he fucked, and he, he escaped. He just, oh man, he was just moving on. He was just moving on. When he got out of the caves in 1943, he wrote a 10,000 10, word letter to <laughs> Amazing Stories magazine, where editor Ray Palmer rewrote it to make it more dramatic and published it. It became very popular. It doubled readership and caused the release of many more stories in the magazine that would be known as the Shaver Mysteries. Wow. From 1945 to 1949, the mysteries were very popular and even were mentioned in the 1951 issue of Life magazine. Well, well, Whoa, well. I wonder what Nydia was like in this more improved story. If she was maybe a little bit older, maybe she could see. I don't know. So part of... Uh, Here's, so here's the thing. Uh, so part of one of the things that he discovered that was eventually released in the Shaver Mysteries was this thing called Mantong, which... <laughs> Wait, can, what is that last it's, word? It's called uh, uh, Mantong. Tong. Mantong, which is <laughs> a... Uh, you'll see what it means in a second. It is the ancient language which, all, which the source of all earthly languages came from. So oh. it kind of sounds like man tongue. Yeah, I was gonna say it's man tongue. Man tongue. So that's that's what the alien, ancient aliens named. Right. They named it man tongue. I you mean, know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I you mean, seem very unhappy with this <laughs> because it's just it's just it's, man tongue mashed together yes. and a couple letters missing, and this is what the Lemurians twelve thousand years ago decided to name name it. Man tongue. It, it sounds like it makes sense, Brian. Come on. It sounds we like we would eventually have man's tongue because of man. They didn't tongue. speak English back then. Well, English wasn't English back then. Oh my god! Right, English was man tongue. English was man tongue. <laughs> you no. can't. You have to look at it that way because man tongue became man tongue after man tongue. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about man tongue. Phoebe is right, Brian. Any other explanation of this would just be ridiculous. <laughs> here's how man tongue worked. Okay. Every letter in the alphabet corresponds to a different meaning. And you can take words and break down the letters to find out what the words in English actually mean. Yes, yeah, it's scary. So let's say we take a word like um, Obama. Oh, okay. you want to take Phoebe? Um, well, we could do Obama. Obama, don't we already know that Obama just means like Satanist from, from no, Darrow Hell? Not in Mantong. I don't know. Okay, so in Mantong, O means orifice. Okay, or a source, a source where something comes from. Okay. B is a command. A is an animal. Uh, M is man. And A is animal again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this so, is the tenets of man tongue, Phoebe. I'm, I'm very interested So in this. I think Obama actually means the source. You are commanded to have an animal, a uh, man, animal. Okay, let's do Phoebe Whoa, now. Wow. That's how you got to interpret it. It's like the Bible. It's like you got to take the... You got to, yeah. You want to do Phoebe? You got to unwrap it. But let's, Obama's... Yes, let's do Phoebe. Phoebe's the first Phoebe, name now. Obama was the last name, right, so Let's it's see what Phoebe broad. means in, in man tongue. Let's see what Phoebe means. P is power. Nice. H means human. So right now, power human. Powerful human. human. Okay. O power. means orifice. 
<laughs> Why is that funny? Pow- it always means human orifice. There's not a lot of options here. <laughs> no. It just always means orifice, yes. a source. Yes, good. So you're a powerful human, human source. source. You're a source of powerful e human. E is energy. Oh my gosh, this is great. B is a command and E is energy. So See, you're a powerful I'm, I'm human, human source of energy, energy. and, comma- and, and it's you a command of energy. I'm a leader. I'm a commander. Okay, that's true. I think this that's true. This is great. You want to do screen? It does not seem like there are a lot of options well, in the language. Well, we got to see what some of these Let's other letters are. Let's go with Choxy, are. my last name. Choxy, okay. It's more- C means to see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or to understand, okay. Um, H means human. Okay, nice. we got human again. Okay. C human. O means Orifice, okay. Or source. <laughs> or source. K means kinetic, as in motion or energy. Okay. So right now we have the same understand human. human source of energy. Uh, nice. Understand nice. the human Connection. source of energy. And then S is next, which means the sun. Okay. Wow, this all makes hmm. so much sense. And then I means I, like in me. So understand the source of human energy, the sun, you, within wow. me, within yeah, you. the sun, the, uh, the energy within oh, you. Right. I'm jazzed up. Because okay. that, that's your whole family, too. Yeah, that's, that's every Choxy. Yeah, All right, every yeah. Choxy. So From the time of man pong down. Now I gotta know, we got to know Brian. Brian. I, I have a feeling Brian's going to be very, like, uh, it's just going to be really self-centered. Okay, so here's Brian. B is to be or a command. Right. <laughs> so so okay. to be... And then R is horror. Right. Signifies a large <laughs> amount of D present. What's D? D <laughs> is harmful D- energy. Oh, no. Uh, oh, uh, I means I. Ah, uh, yes. So to be a lot of harmful energy, I <laughs> A is animal. Oh, my gosh, Brian. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> <laughs> no, <What? And> then, <laughs> Brian. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> What's the Brian, end? Brian, I'm so sorry. N means child, as in ninny. Oh Uh-oh. my gosh! You're just like an a, a to little. To be a horrible <laughs> amount of energy, you're a ninny. That's, you're a child. Why is that man? Man's really putting oh, it down man, on you, Brian. You guys are like these <laughs> sources of beautiful energy, <laughs> and I'm a horrible child. <laughs> what the oh, fuck, man? It makes so much sense, Brian. No, fuck this. Fuck Mantong. No, Mantong is great. I kind of like Mantong. I don't like Mantong at all. (laughs) I think it's bullshit. I had a feeling and I think I was right. Oh, man. So here's a little twist. Here's the M. Night Shyamalan of Richard Shaver's story. Uh (laughs) According to researchers, Shaver's whereabouts were a mystery until 1943. So that means he was in the underground caves for eight Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. From as soon as he walked out of his welding job by saying, I don't want to weld. I guess I just don't like it. Yeah. See a clocky. Until 1943, his whereabouts are unknown. Um, un- until he wrote that letter to Amazing Stories in 1971, six years before his death, Palmer, the editor of Amazing Stories, admitted that for those eight years when supposedly Shaver was in the caves, he was actually in a mental institution. Oh my goodness. He was goodness. committed to a mental institution. No way. Yep, that's so. So that's what he, that's where he was when he supposedly <laughs> was uh, sleeping mm, with ch- a child, sleep fucking a blind child, and that's where when he was duly an elder of the Council of Barto on Planet Mu, he was actually Richard Shaver, an insane person in an insane asylum, hey. walking around the insane asylum, <laughs> going like, "I am Dooley, <laughs> I am Dooley, the elder of the Council He's of Barto, sitting on rocks, sitting or, on bows." Or Choxy's got an or. I got an or too. Are they trying to discredit him? That's is, right. Is it is it a little disinformation? Also, what's the difference between being in a uh, underground cavern and being in a freaking insane asylum? You hear people being tortured all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone around you is a, basically a Darrow because everyone's sort of mentally challenged and moving around and puckering up their lips. I mean, he probably just really thought he was somewhere very scary. Well, what happened to Nydia? Nydia died, killed by the retards. I mean, but did. I'm saying if he wasn't, if none of this happened, what was this whole Nydia experience? He made it up? You can't make up emotion like that. I think it's like Shutter Island, baby. Oh. It was all made up from the very beginning. Nah. There's going to be no poll results this week because we're doing the Tournament of Aliens. And if you're looking forward to the Tournament of Aliens this week, it's going to be released in an entirely separate episode where we just do the tournament. We're splitting up those two things. So that's it. That's the end of today's episode of the program. Phoebe, you have anything you want to plug this week? Oh, um... Uh, Great job, Choxy. <laughs> hey, 
Follow me on Twitter. I got Sorry stuff. And I got Sorry and oh, and Phoebe, second. You can YouTube American Apparel Tales. Any um, any parties coming up? <laughs> you know what? No, not right now. Not right now. No fall parties. No fall parties. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Frangi. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Unbelievable Pod. And you can visit us on SoundCloud and Stitcher and iTunes. Please give us five stars on iTunes if you want to, if you like the show. And also, if you friends. have a... Tell your friends. All we want is more people to learn to unlearn. Yes, so if you're please. an unbeliever, tell a friend. And also, if you'd like to submit a story about the paranormal or about about monsters or anything that happened to you that might be of interest to the listeners of this show, please message us on Tumblr, unbelievablepodcast.com, on Facebook, facebook.com slash unbelievablepodcast, or um, you can email us, unbelievablepodcast at gmail.com. If you're waiting on a t-shirt, they are being mailed out today. Woo! Today. <laughs> and also, please watch Illuminati Incorporated yes. Episode 3 on youtube.com slash unbelievablepodcast. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good night. And remember, if you want to leave your job, all you got to say is, I'm out of here, Clocky. I don't <laughs> like uh, accounting anymore. <laughs> the bow one more time. What? What? You want to play the music out? It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.